Biggest win of the season? Uh, absolutely the biggest win of the season. The Rockets showed their mettle. Uh, Optimus Prime said it best that he has made a sterner stuff, and so are the Houston Rockets. That's like the second time you've mentioned that in like a good two weeks. Hey, man. Two weeks. Have to. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, with me, finally back, the GM, Justin Fall, all of us on all social media platforms, at JP, underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commission, at Summit SOM Pod, and at Apollo NBA, and at Apollo HOU. GM, you decided to touch touchdown back in Houston in the current of a four-game win streak, knowing that you were going to come back to a five-game win streak and the first win in the NBA Cup group mm-hmm. stage. GM, how are we feeling tonight? Uh, I was feeling like in the third quarter, if the Rockets kept playing the way they were, then I was going to have to find a plane ticket back to Miami in case we lost this game because there was no way I was going to come home and be responsible for the for the reason why the Rockets lost their four game winning streak, so boom, baby. It's because of you. The GM is home, oh and the God. winning streak kept on going. We're so back, guys. The Houston Rockets go five and three. We're gonna go into that in just a minute. However, first of all, we want to give a shout out to Big City Wings. That's right, Houston's wing joint, Apollo's wing joint. One time, we got two for Tuesday on every Tuesday, but we're recording this on a Friday. They also do Thanksgiving catering, so if you guys want some catering done for Thanksgiving, you want some chicken wings, if you want to substitute the turkey for the wings, you know where to go to. You can go get them one time. They have a lot of specials going on. NFL tickets at all 13 locations one time. A lot of weekend specials. They're also going to do a Houston Texans watch party at Big City Wings. That's right, one time. Apollo's going to be hosting that in conjunction with Big City Wings, so be sure to come out, show some love to Houston's Wing Joint, Apollo's Wing Joint, Big City Wings coming at you one time. All right, y'all. Let's go talk about it right now. The Houston Rockets. Oof. Biggest win of the season? Uh, absolutely the biggest win of the season. The Rockets showed their mettle. Uh, Optimus Prime said it best that he has made a sterner stuff, and so are the Houston Rockets. That's like the second time you've mentioned that in like a good two weeks. Hey, man, two weeks. have to. Houston have Rockets to. do take the win here in the first game of the NBA Cup group stage for the Houston Rockets. They take the win 104 <laughs> 101, led behind the back of leading scorer Jalen Green, who was very clutch down the stretch. However, 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 I do want to spotlight the game on two players in particular. First player of it. Well, two players that got a lot of flack in the beginning of July mm-hmm. because we signed them supposedly to very outlandish contracts. This, guys, eyes, <laughs> eyes over here. This is why you get them. Mm-hmm. For these games alone. Absolutely. You won this game on the backs of Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Coinciding with the Jalen Green on top of it. But this is why you get them. I want to spotlight those two players one time as the Rockets, like I said, do take the win 104-101. You showed, they showed heart. They showed so much heart. And I do want to talk about that. But first, I just want to spotlight the two players first and foremost. Let's talk about Fred Van Vliet. Big buckets down the stretch. Uh, game high, 40 minutes in the game. Leading leading a minute goer for the Houston Rockets. 20 points, 3 rebounds, 8 assists. Yeah. I mean, look, 7 of 15 from the field, 4 of 9 from 3, 
two huge threes down the stretch. You're looking at an absolute terror of a game <clears throat> in terms of why you signed this guy. You put him in here for this reason. You needed a point guard. You needed a big shot maker. You needed a combination of those two. You need someone with championship DNA. That's why you put Fred Van Vliet on this team, mm-hmm. proving fully why he is more than worthy of said contract. GM, FVV, how we feeling? Fred Van Vliet proved that he earned every penny of that contract tonight. I mean, the man, he played with he, he played with reckless abandon in a good way. The man was pulling up for three with confidence. I mean, he missed some of those threes in the first half, but in the second half, Fred Van Vliet decided, like, hey, guys, I'm going to lead the way. Everyone needs to do their job, and that's just how it's going to play out. And Fred Van Vliet showed it. And when he hit that big three to give us the lead in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. with less than a minute left, man, that was... Phew. Let your nuts hang. Absolutely. That's, that's what I said. I was like, I tweeted he, that. He should have busted out the Sam Cassell. I mean, he easily could have. He should have. He earned that, Absolutely. Right? But, you know, shout out to that Toyota Center crowd one time. Yeah. Oh, that my God. reaction. Yo, yo. They needed yeah, that energy. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up for TC. We needed clap that energy tonight. Center. Y'all earned that uh, shit. Game one of the in-season tournament. But um, let's, let's talk about another guy. Our villain, the man that you are rocking. The fella. I don't know if it's going to catch on camera, but I'm going to go ahead you know and stand what? up. Dylan Brooks. The man was go. in foul trouble all game, but he he stood out when it mattered. He only played 20 a minutes. shade under 21 minutes, yeah, shade under but he was also a plus 13 on the floor. He was the difference maker in the fourth quarter. The team was struggling on the defensive end without a Dylan Brooks on the floor, and tonight Dylan Brooks also earned every single penny of that $80 million contract. I think what stood out to me most about Dylan Brooks was not just his ability to obviously uh, be a pest on defense, but it was mm-hmm. the way that he was defending. He picked spots. He literally guarded a couple possessions Zion mm-hmm. and a couple of possessions against Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. It's like Ime Udoko is like, okay, uh, you know, on this possession, you're going to pick up Zion. On this possession, you're going to pick up Brandon Ingram. The second that Brandon Ingram started going off, Boom, he made the switch, like, on the spot. Yep. Like, he hit a three. He hit a three, I think it brought him up by, like, five or seven. And then the switch was made immediately. He noticed Zion was getting tired. All the layups were short, so he was like, okay, cool. You bodied him. You got Zion uncomfortable. Let's switch you over now, mm-hmm. and let's put you on Brandon Ingram. It ultimately created this type of success. And and that's the <clears> reason why the, the minutes with Dylan Brooks off the court were so uh, crucial. You, it showed the holes of this team, and I, and I don't joke and i don't boast about it when i mention it because on my when i tweeted i've been tweeting wins lately mm-hmm. uh with the yeats uh follow at some commission you'll get the most hilarious uh win tweets possible but i i did five yeats and i will continue to do a yeet for every win however i did say this in the tweet and i meant it dylan brooks is the heart and soul of this team he earned it eight games into the season this is not the only reason why you sign him for that defense for that pesky dog mentality for borderline psycho like mm-hmm. but you bring him on the floor for the heart and the passion that he brings to the game that we have not seen in years in a Houston Rocket uniform this is why you get him this is why you sign him he's proven it time and time again throughout the season so far the young season and he continues to prove that he's worth every penny of that contract absolutely GM, I do want to talk about the overall totality of this team mm-hmm. this heart yeah this is and I reiterate we have not seen this in years absolutely I'm starting to like 
I'm starting to almost get emotional, you know, thinking about it yeah. because of the fact that I haven't. We've covered now, granted, we've covered this team for three years now. We've covered the the totality of the rebuild. Yep. Coming out on the other side now, we're starting to see the team come together once again. Through at at, at the tip of the spear is Ime culture, mm-hmm. and it is slowly but surely bleeding through. First eight games of the season, Jim. Mm-hmm. We are five and three with the biggest game of this season. Defense, offense, oh, man, yeah, staying strong, yeah. How'd you feel overall? But like the 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 overall scope of the game and, and the way that the Rockets showed their heart. Yeah, let me give a uh, shout out to a couple names. Uh, Jalen Green, first of all, congratulations on three thousand points tonight. Three thousand. We got hey, we hey. got to shout that out. Hey, hey, real quick, Jalen, I love you three thousand. Oh, oh, wow. Yo, is that a shirt? No I love way. You. I love you 3,000. <gasps> <gasps> for your, oh, I got to contact, uh, contact, contact our designer. Uh, Continue well, to talk. I'm going to work here. Shout out to Jalen Green, leading scorer of the game. 3,000 career points. That is an amazing thing. You can see that in the fourth quarter when the team needed points on the board, Jalen Green came to the rescue like Captain Planet. And then in the latter half of the fourth quarter, Alperin Shangoon, my man. My man was hidden from oh, put your hard hat court. on, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Put your hard hat on. <laughs> my man went my Jeez man went Louise. wild bill and decided to put on that hard hat and he went in in the paint, brother. Uh, you know, despite those free throws missed, my man was hustling. The defensive end as well. He was diving after loose balls. There were so many possessions in which Al P, you knew that you could tell that the man was just on it. He was doing everything he could. He wanted a he wanted a win. Like we always stated, defense is infectious. When you got guys like Dylan Brooks out there, uh, Fred Van Vliet out there, and even when Ime pulled Jabari Smith Jr., the man was playing like ass. Sorry, Kenny. And they put in Jeff Green. You can you knew that the team was ready to put their hard hats on and win this game on the defensive end, and it showed. So, yo, shout out to everyone. This was a team effort, man. Oh, 100% all around. And to see how far down we were during the game, we were down and out most of the game. We would come back, find ways to kind of stay in. Well, we did. We had the lead in the second quarter. We lost the lead in the third. Mm Mm-hmm. You know that that's that we were up as by as much as I think fourteen at one point. Despite the, game. the refs, man. Despite, Despite the, refs. the refs, and the refs had had given us every reason to lose. That's the thing. Yep. Um, I think you know to piggyback on what you were saying in, in regards to Shangun and and putting on your hard hat and just playing well for each other. Um, I don't think Shangun, like I said, gets enough love. I said it in the past couple episodes. I'm going to continue to reiterate this statement. The most consistent player during the stretch of eight games into the season has been Alperin Shangun on both offense and defense, the totality of player. Alperin Shangun is easily the, the most consistent. Like he is continually proving why he's more than worthy of that starting spot of the center position. And why almost you you gotta think back now, maybe it was a blessing in disguise we didn't get Brooke. That's the thing. Because maybe Alp doesn't develop. Maybe Alp doesn't um, get the confidence from email. Possibly this, You know what I mean? You're, like you're like, not like wrong. Right, right. I don't want to dive too deep into the mm-hmm. rabbit hole here, but yeah, like it, it, the bottom line here is that it gives him the opportunity to shine and he has more than shine. I mean, looking at twenty four points. So 24 points, eight rebounds, three assists, two steals. He shot what? One block, 11 of 15 from the field. Yeah. Consistency and good, solid defense. A couple of misreads here and there, which is going to happen. I mean, he's not going to be perfect. Um, I want to give out a shout-out and love to 
Crazy Uncle Jeff, man. J- Uncle Jeff Green. Mm-hmm. I think he's fucking earned it. I think oh, he's... Yeah. He replaced Jabari down the stretch like you had stated earlier. I think what the ability of what Jeff Green has provided has been more than necessary to ultimately uplift this team to greater heights. Mm-hmm. Getting players like Jeff Green, Fred Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks, uh, even Aaron Holiday. Just yeah. putting these guys together to mix with the young core of Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, Jalen Green, Alperin Shangoon, and Amin Thompson when he comes back. This is the synergy of the team. I continually compare them to the 2004 Detroit Pistons. No superstars. No superstars. How are you going to win these games? You're going to have to lean on each other. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to out-hustle. You're going to have to out-muscle. You're going to have to want it more. Yep. And timely scoring down the stretch, which is mm-hmm. what we got here. GM, obviously, you know, it's all well and good. We've done, we did really, really well this game. Um, what are your overall thoughts in regards <clears throat> to not just the defense of the team, but like what, like what other... I guess factors stood out to you uh, in regards to this game. This is the first close game we've won, and I we mentioned this when we were watching. Mm-hmm. They have to win these nip and tuck games. This is when this is what's going to prove your medal yep, in this league. Exactly, you're not going to exactly. your thirty point blowouts are nice, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, that's not playoff basketball. They yeah. got this is the first game where they got a true taste of playoff basketball and coming away with a victory. Yeah, I mean, uh, this tested your mental fortitude, considering that the refs were just downright terrible tonight. The refs were not very good. Yeah, buy his his dinner first. They missed an and one on a Jalen Green layup, which was an obvious goaltend. And they didn't, you know, Ime said, no, we're not going to review it. It should have been reviewed. It would have been, if he hits the free throw, that's three points as opposed to two uh, that Jalen would have had to make. Uh, But he did make those, so we'll we'll give him that. But it's a matter of principle. Uh, what is the correct call? So uh, it's a blown call. And, you know, overall, Lots like, like Jashawn Tate, like I was worried that him being ejected was going to hurt us. And it kind of did at certain points of the game. But we were able to overcome that issue because the team played hard. And, uh, you know, like you stated, Aaron Holiday, an underrated signing that just brought a lot of mental uh, mental fortitude to the court. You know, as a backup point guard. Reminds me of DJ Augustine. Exactly. Reminds me of what DJ provided. Absolutely. And Aaron Holiday has just been proven to be effective in whenever his number has been called uh, since Amen Thompson has been hurt. Absolutely. But I do have one more thing to say. Mm. Um, Jacques Landell is terrible. Oh my gosh! Um, okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna talk negatives. Okay, cool. We can at some talk point, we're, about no, that. No, no, no. We were gonna talk uh, negatives. I wanted to talk negatives. Well, well frankly, because I don't yeah, know no, if I've seen him it. make a single bucket all year. I'm gonna fact check you, but I don't know. I, I feel like I mean I know I he have has. yet to. I, I well for me personally in terms of my viewings, I do not know if I've seen any bucket made by a man I mean, named Jock. Two point eight, two point eight points per game. Man, so he has scored. That's impressive. He has scored. What's his field goal percentage for the year? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Is it over under twenty five percent? I'm gonna go under. You're gonna go under. I'm gonna go under twenty five percent. Okay. Uh, nope, you lose. How much? Thirty one. <laughs> Damn, I wasn't was down by that bad. You should have gone over under on thirty, just. You should have uh, gone over under. On 30. I didn't want to give him too much credit. I feel like thirty is way too much. Well, yeah, and look, it, it wasn't a perfect game. I mean, there's so much glaring holes here. The the, the bench had an outstanding first half. I mean, they outscored uh, the Pelicans bench thirteen to one. They showed it. They they did wonderful. However, 
Um, the issue here now is that it's the inconsistency of the bench, and it you know the, there were holes that were shown through, mm-hmm. and you got to kind of see that as well as like I stated earlier, Dylan Brooks being absent from the game, Jay Sean having to fill in those minutes, Tari having to fill those minutes. Tari had a rough game, by the way. I um, missed a lot of bunnies at the rim. Um, like I said. Uh, last episode, it's going to take time. This is something that Tari Eason is not going to get right away. Yeah. Um, there's a mental, there's a speed to the game that he's going to have to keep up with. He played okay, not as well as you sh- not as well as you would like. Um, but those minutes that Jay Sean Tate had to absorb, Jabari Smith had to absorb, and it's just not it's not good enough to last. Like mm-hmm. you need Dylan on the floor. Yeah. If Dylan fouled out early. We would have lost. Absolutely, we would have lost. Dylan created so many well, possessions yeah, those, defensively. Those defensive possessions, right. especially in the paint, of where just him putting a oh, hand no, up, he was, the he blocks. was a human wrecking ball on defense. Absolutely. Like, he blew up. Mm-hmm. All the because like all the all, all the bread and butter plays Brandon Ingram in the in the mid post Brandon Ingram out at the three point line mm-hmm. Zion Williamson with the like with like a one four flat with like Zion getting room on the elbow to attack mm-hmm. like they have their bread and butter plays and Dylan blew it up every time Zion couldn't even move Dylan yeah Zion uh, Zion couldn't move Dylan um Brandon Ingram couldn't even fucking get past Dylan Brooks either so like there is so much like here mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks. Proved it. Like this is why you signed him for that purpose. Yeah. He single-handedly won the, won the game on the defensive end. Like mm-hmm. pretty much. Like he he took the stars of the team and he was like, no, you're gonna have to beat me. You're gonna have to beat me. I will fucking put the hard hat on and you're yeah. gonna have to beat me. It's a blessing that honestly, it's a blessing that yeah. uh, Dylan Brooks was in foul trouble because of that. He was Had his all legs were arrested for the fourth quarter, and it, it worked in our favor. So you know what? Fuck you, refs. Oh my god! It's all wow, good. that got really serious real quick. Okay, <laughs> um, let's talk. Obviously, you know, continuing upon to talk negativity, Jabari Smith. I I, I want to talk about it. I'm not afraid to take L's on the chin, so I'll take an L on the chin here. Jabari Smith, my son. Not a great game. Not a good game at all. I mean, he really, I don't know what it is. Jabari Smith was such a good defender in Auburn. Talk about defense first. I've never seen someone that has regressed defensively in the perimeter as much as he has. Maybe it's just the speed. Maybe he's just not used to it. I, I don't get it. Um, The defense from the perimeter looks worse than last season. I, I, I don't know what the reasoning is. I don't know if his... If he's not moving as quick laterally, or mm-hmm. if he hadn't worked on his speed movement laterally throughout the offseason, I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, but it's no excuse. Jabari Smith did not play a good game. Missed some bunnies at the rim. Um, missed some key threes that he needed to hit. Um, took some one-on-ones when he had an opportunity on a fast break, and those one crucial miss that he missed in the fourth quarter, and that's ultimately removed him from the game. So I'm not excusing my son. I completely understand why you remove him from the game. Mm-hmm. You there is an argument that if he stayed in the game, we could we could have lost. That's the thing. We still could have lost. I don't know, but I truly believe that Jeff Green coming into the game made that a net positive on the impact and the totality of this win. Mm-hmm. So getting Jabari Smith out of the game, I think, was important. I think it's a learning lesson for him. He has to learn that I tweeted about it earlier. He, this is something you have to earn. You have to agree with that, right? Jabari uh, Smith's overall play. Absolutely. Uh, Jabari Smith does have a lot to learn in terms of his presence on the floor. Uh, there's a lot of body language issues with him out there. You could tell that he was kind of psyched out during the game, and he knew he wasn't playing well. And for Jabari Smith Jr. to play the way that he did, uh, there were certain possessions where he just you could just tell that he just his heart wasn't in it. Uh, I know, I'm not going to call out someone's effort or heart in the sense— because I'm not out there on the floor. We've 
for those that have played the game of basketball, we do understand that there are times that sometimes our head gets the best of us. It's hard. And for whatever Jabari is going through, I don't know. But you can tell that he is just not thriving out there currently. And Ime decided to save Jabari from himself by taking him out of this game in the fourth quarter in clutch time. And that's okay. Uh, I hope Jabari takes this as a lesson moving forward and understands to put himself in the right mindset despite all these obstacles of him not playing well that he'll be able to turn it into something positive. He's not getting shots. He's making mistakes on the floor in terms of passing, uh, defensive assignments, you know what I mean? And with all that being said, there are improvements to be made, but there's also an improvement that could be made in terms of his effort out there and just getting his head right. I agree. No, 100%. Um, I think that he just needs to continue to stay the course no matter what. It's a mental game, I think. For a lot, I think a lot of what is going on with Jabari is mental. And no, I think I, he I just agree. he I needs agree. to stay headstrong. You got the best teammates now to keep you like forefront and moving. Yeah. Don't lose your spot. That's it. That's the thing. Like you can potentially lose your spot. It's not guaranteed. I think if there's any of the five positions on the team has a capability of losing their starting spot by midseason, I hate to say it. Jabari's probably the most likely one. I don't think he will. I think he'll. Comp- I think he'll be just fine. I think mm-hmm. this is a one-off. I think next game he's gonna come out with a with a fire pace, and I think he's gonna fucking do work. Speaking of that, GM, let's go ahead and move on over to our preview with our last segment. Let's talk about the preview. Game was good. Five in a row. We're five and three. Fucking riding high after a horrific zero and three start. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go for six here Sunday night, Ooh. six p.m. Guys, we also want to hear want want y'all to chime in. Hit us in the comments with your score prediction if you have keys to the game to beat the defending champion Denver Nuggets. Drop the comments below on YouTube or on Twitter. We want to hear each and every one of y'all's opinions in terms of this game. Drop your score prediction. We want to know. GM, let's talk about it. Look, we got the defending champions coming to Houston. We've had a rough time with Denver in the past several years. Yep. But this if there's any season exercise demons, you do it now this season. Yep. You have a shot now. No Jamal Murray. It's the Nikola Jokic show. You get Nikola Jokic versus Shangun. That's gonna be the premier matchup now. Absolutely. Um we're looking at showtime here Sunday night. Some Sunday night no, it ain't about Sunday night football. It's Sunday night basketball and it's taking place in Houston. GM, uh give me three keys to this game and then give me an Oof, overall score. Man. Uh, so the first key of the game is obviously it, it, it's a little difficult to control Nikola Jokic. So my suggestion and focus would be to focus on everyone else. Just ensure that Jokic doesn't allow other players to go off because that's what he thrives on, correct? As a passer, he is next level. He is a game changer. So we got to focus on a way of stopping Jokic in terms of his playmaking abilities. If the man just has to shoot the ball, can we just live with that? Uh, it's, it's a dangerous thing to slide, but honestly, to me, it's a pick-your-poison type of thing. Number two, Dylan Brooks stay out of foul trouble. Tonight, playing 21 minutes, almost 21 minutes, uh, and barely beating the New Orleans Pelicans that were full of injured players. Uh, unfortunately, that's something that we need. We need Dylan Brooks to stay on the floor in order to beat the defending NBA champions, even without a Jamal Murray. We need it. You know, so Dylan, my villain. <laughs> we need it. We need it. We need you to stay on the floor and not get into foul trouble. And three, obviously, we need to keep the turnovers down. Playing against a team like Denver, especially with Jokic, these guys will take advantage. And as long as we take care of the ball, 
on our end of the floor and we play defense the way that we have been playing defense, there is a possibility that a, a six-game winning streak could possibly be on the horizon. Give me the score prediction. Oh, shoot. Score <laughs> prediction. Like, okay. okay. I, was just okay. There. I was just sitting here. I was okay. like... I was like, is he suspensing okay. it for I'm, me? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this right now. Rockets, one twenty-two, Denver Nuggets, one twenty-eight, Denver Nuggets end wow. the winning streak Sunday. Are you predicting a, an an end to the win streak? Jeez, I am. Please. These wow. guys are these guys are the defending NBA champions, man. I got to give them their respect. That's fair. No, fair until point. Yeah. we beat them. Okay, so fair point. I will give them their respect. All right, I'll run my three key points down in really quickly. One. They need to out-hustle this team. I don't think there's any excuse here. I mean, they're the defending NBA champions. Mm-hmm. There's no, I mean, there's really no true championship hangover with them. They've been playing really, really well. They just need out-hustle. Because bottom line, Nikola Jokic is going to get his. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that at all. I'm worried about winning the second-chance plays. Winning the third-chance plays. Preventing second-chance points for Denver. Uh, preventing Nikola Jokic from keeping the ball alive. Continue, continue to out-dog the team. If you out-dog the team, you're looking at... Uh, your best chance to possibly win because we're not, like I said, we're not the tallest team, so look to out-hustle. Key point number two, I need Jabari to play better. I think um, to get this win, Denver's a very high-scoring team, which means that we're going to need some scoring on our end, which means we're going to need Jabari to score. We're going to need him to score with confidence. We're going to need him to hit some open threes. He's going to be back to starting again on Sunday. I fully expect Jabari to have a a nice bounce-back game, probably 15 to 17 points, and I think he's going to play really well. Key number three here is... Lockdown defense. That's exactly what we need. Continue the lockdown defense. We've given up 89, 94, 97, and I think 101 this Tonight, game. Tonight, yeah. So you're looking at, that's the total. And like I said, I said this last episode, the win totals of the, uh, like the, the totality of points scored in a game is like 115 plus at least. So the fact that we're keeping them under that is insane. Continue to play hard-nosed defense and you should come around with your sixth victory in the row, riding high on six and three. Score prediction, 118 to 113. Houston Rockets extend the win streak to six. I truly believe it. This team's got some heart. They got muscle. They got hustle. They got the heart of a champion. They may not be champions, but they got the heart of a champion. I truly expect them to continue and go for six in a row here. Mm -hmm. GM, let's go ahead and end this episode one time. We have a little post-game. It's not our usual route, but, you know, when we do our post-games, I like to, you know, keep it, keep keep the flow going quick, you know, while we're riding the high of the W. Absolutely. We'll give you a full episode at some point next week. Mm -hmm. But until then, we're going to go ahead and end this episode. GM, give the people what they, oh my gosh, my mic moved. Yeah, let me give the people what they want. Yeah, give the people what they want so I don't hurt myself. Follow me on Twitter, at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow uh, the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at Summit, S-O-M-P-O-D. Follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore P-O-D. Follow our people, our team, our brothers at Apollo NBA and at Apollo H-U-U. And do not forget to super kick that subscribe button on YouTube.com slash Apollo H-O-U. So you can catch us over there. Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Summit Commission. Shouts to the Apollo Podcast Network, brothers. They're continuing to kill the game. Continue to follow BTD Beyond the Diamond. They're doing their managerial search right now for the Astros. They just dropped that episode. The crown jewel of Astros Podcast. Be sure to give them your first listen for all Astros content. My voice is fucking going now at this point. Mm-hmm. I've been screaming a lot lately. Uh, be sure to follow uh, at Apollo Texans. They're playing a big game on Sunday against Cincinnati, I think. 
Joe Burrow? Yep. Big game against Cincinnati off the gridiron. Be sure to give them your first listen and watch for all Texans content. And we thank each and every one of y'all for making us your first listen for all Houston Rockets content. We thrive on we thrive on ourselves being some of the first people that bring you news and uh, post-game reactions. So we're happy that we can get this episode out as soon as possible. This episode is going to be released like 1130, close to midnight. So <laughs> <laughs> if y'all are still awake, riding high on the wind, we appreciate y'all for listening. And uh, we're going to go ahead and... Uh, and this episode, episode 184, as we inch closer to 200. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. It's coming, guys. Mm-hmm. It's fucking coming. We're getting there. What's the plan? I don't even know what the plan is. No clue. No idea. We're going to see what happens. Let's end this episode as we end every episode as our producer gives a go-home cue with a go, Apollo. Go, Summit. One, two, three, four, five. With a D-A-W-G. Dog. Five in a row. Go, Rockets. Oh, by the way, watch basketball. You the summit for, 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 for life.